Hi Moonies! Welcome to the Sailor Moon Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with Constance Gibbs. She's the editor for Black Girls Create, a kids magazine writer, and co-host of the Doctor Who podcast, Tarvis. Super excited to have her Sailor Moon fan. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. Hey, Gami. Hello! <laughs> Very excited to be here. Um, as, as a Black Sailor Moonie, I was just like, I'm sorry, there's a what? <laughs> I was very excited when I heard about this podcast. So i um, excited to finally be on it. <laughs> you know, I don't know why I never thought of like Black Sailor Moon fans like being a group that needed representation, but I'm yeah, so happy. Me neither. That I, am... <laughs> I was like, I always thought it was just me. <laughs> <laughs> so happy I'm like contributing to this. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Well, I'm happy you found us and I'm happy, you know, we found you. Where I found you. <laughs> you found me. Yeah, I forgot um, how. Yeah. Oh, I think you reached out because you actually did a uh, 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 Q&A on me with um, on Black Girls Create in May. Yeah, but I don't remember why I found you. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because like, I saw that the podcast and I was like, oh, this is perfect timing. But I don't remember how I found mm. that, you, that you and the podcast even existed. Because I saw it, like I think, after the first episode came out or something um yeah and i was just like oh great that's to be a perfect person to have for black girls create so (laughs) i guess it must have been some random tweet most likely yeah Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i'm cool with it (laughs) but um Mm -hmm. so usually i ask everyone uh what's your first memory of watching sailor moon um at some point in 1998 probably and i very mm-hmm. I, sp- I specifically remember because it's <laughs> like oh, my grandpa died in the following year and so mm-hmm. my grandmother would be like go to the hospital after school mm-hmm. uh, like when i would come from, home from school she would go visit him at the hospital and so i would be home and it would be like four o'clock and sailor moon would be on and so that's what i remember is just like sitting down in front of the TV and Toonami and there's twirling sparkly girls and (laughs) they're also princesses. And um, yeah, that's, that's my first memory of that. Just like sitting in front of my grandma's TV. Like it was, you know, my, we only had the one TV. And so it was one of the few things that I could, you know, like I got the four o'clock hour. So, <laughs> you know, after Sailor Moon and like whatever came on at 430 was over, it's back to like ABC News or whatever. But right. I got the four o'clock hour. So that would, that became Sailor Moon time. Um, yeah. Oh, man. I feel like everyone should have a Sailor Moon time. A Sailor Moon time, man. It's, a, it's beneficial. Yeah. Oh man, that is. I'm guessing was that a tsunami? Maybe? Yeah, mm-hmm, four mm-hmm. o'clock. Yeah, yeah, the tsunami block. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So you just really like got in, got out, got my Sailor Moon fix. Yeah, <laughs> and then I know that like, I mean, I start. You know, I was watching it, and I think it was like right before they like started airing R. So I mm-hmm. feel like I was like watching R as they were like airing episodes live, and then. Mm-hmm. I, you know, watched it until they didn't have any more. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of just gone. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, wait, there's there's no more? Okay. And I, mm-hmm. you know, as a child of the internet, it was just like, oh, I know. I know things, you know? Right. Like, you feel, like, real special because back in the day, it's like, it was obviously not as, like, prevalent to know information about this kind of, like, back behind the scenes stuff. But it's just like, well, they didn't air it because it was, like, it was a little gay. And they were like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we should air this in America. And like, it took me a while to like, you know, find out like super detailed, but I was just like, oh, okay. And then I was just like, well, maybe they will. And then no, they just never, 
they never gave it to us until I, now. I often think about how the writer's room was when they tried to think about <laughs> dubbing <laughs> stars. What do we do? Like, like what? How, how what, do we what, do this? What could we do? What could we do? So we made them cousins, but like, right. could maybe it's like two of them. Right. And they're separate people. Like, maybe the Sailor Starlights are just, like, there are six of them. It's not three. It's yeah. six. They switch they, places. Yeah, they switch places. Maybe that's... Okay, we can't... No? no and then it's like, perfect. okay, but she's she's just naked in the entire finale. So, okay, forget it. Forget it. We can't do this. Just, just scrap it all. Just scrap it all. <laughs> we can't do it. Like, they probably really tried. And I just bet they like, did. Nope. Just We no. just can't. <laughs> we cannot Someone, this. they will not air this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but back to R, I guess, or mm-hmm. I guess all sugars. Um, do you have a favorite senshi? Okay, so I think because you know you never want to go with like the basic one. You always want to be like I'm, uh, I'm. You know, my favorite for a very long time, and it still is, is Sailor Saturn. Um, I love her very much. I love purple. I love that she's like this tiny goddess of destruction and death. Um, uh, I feel like we don't, obviously we don't get enough of her and I wish we got more. Um, and like, you know, she's just like this sad kind of tragic girl. And I, you know, when you're a teen, a tween and a teen, you like identify with that part. Um, but the older I get, the more I realize how much Sailor Moon like imprinted on my personality. <laughs> Like, there are so many things. It's just, like, she's extremely, uh, she's a Hufflepuff. She's just, like, I can see the good in everything. I just want everyone to be friends and harmony and, like, all my, like, you know, personality type things. You know, MBTI stuff and, like, Enneagram, Enneagram 9 and, you know, INFJ. Like, she's very much those things. And, you know, I, like... Even like food stuff, I'm just like, I'm just eating this delicious snack mm-hmm. and I'm just like bouncing or whatever. Um, and then I have a cousin who is, uh, she's she just turned 14 and it's just like, she's my little like chibi moon kind of. Uh, and so it's, you know, you know, realizing that kind of thing more. I'm just like kind of making her in my image, but she's very different from me still. And at one point for Christmas, I like got a commission of like the two of us as Sailor Moon and Sailor Chibi Moon. So um those are I have two, so it's those two. It's Sailor Saturn and Sailor Moon, because yeah. uh, she had much a much more a much bigger uh, influence on my life and my personality than I ever thought. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I also have that awakening because uh, you know I watched the you know, same thing with, and t- um, during the tsunami block in like mm-hmm. ninety eight, ninety seven. Yeah, and then I finally got to rewatch it. Um, like I think my. First year of high school, I want to say. I, like, mm-hmm. bought, like, bootleg DVDs, like, <laughs> randomly I had throughout, the, I like, middle school I still have a bunch of VHSs. School. I still have a bunch of yeah. VHSs from the original dub. Um, awesome. I don't, I probably won't watch them again now that mm-hmm. I've, like, watched the redub, but right. it's just, like, fun. To, it's good to have them. Like, I just, I moved last year, and my brother was like, why do you have all these VHSs? Like, you don't even have, I do have a VCR player, but he was right. I should throw out my Disney movies that I don't need anymore, but I was like, I'm keeping the Sailor Moon ones. <laughs> yes, you <should. laughs> Those are, those, you can't get those anywhere <laughs> i still have my disney ones and my disney ones, and i'm sad because i actually gave my cousin a bunch of my my disney ones and i'm really sad but i kept a few of them and i'm like i should have kept all of them right you um, know those are art you know memorabilia yeah. archive yeah, <laughs> i don't see those they like put so much attention into those yeah. like covers mm-hmm. the little plastic thing yeah 
I love that. Ugh, the Sailor Moon R Sailor Moon R movie. So we'll get into it later, but yeah. that's probably my favorite thing. Ooh, oh yeah, yeah. we never ask someone their favorite movie. So yeah, we'll we'll get into that yeah. too. That is cool though. But yeah, during that rewatch though, I think it was it was sometime between middle and high school around that era. I was like, did I just take my whole personality <laughs> from because <laughs> also like love food. Yeah. Like also mm-hmm. want everyone to be happy and like mm-hmm. get along. And just, like, everything about her, I was just like, oh, my God. And just, like, like dreaming of like, being, like, I'm... a princess and a superhero. Like, those yeah. are both things that I, you grab it, you know, like, sometimes some girls pick one or the other. But she's mm-hmm. both. And it's like, yeah, you can be both. Right. And I've always <laughs> wanted to be both. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I totally get that. I think the only difference has always been that I was never as bad at school as she was. Yeah, me neither. But, I, um, I feel like I have the, a bit of the drama about it, but I was never mm-hmm. actually as, as bad as that. Um, It was just like I kept getting into like harder schools. And so it was just like, ugh, why? <laughs> but <up. laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just yeah. like, ugh, why do you call me smart? Stop putting me in these I advanced know. schools. Now I'm not smart anymore. I got so mad one time I tried to take a like lower level class Mm. but because of the um score I got on Mm -hmm. my um the exams that we had you know the yearly exams yeah they're the FCAT they were like oh actually you can't take this class and I was like what do you mean I can't take this class (laughs) they're like yeah you have to take like the advanced and I'm like but I don't want to Uh, and I feel like that's also part of it it's just like Ami is very much like the smart girl and so if mm-hmm. you were the smart girl it's just like yeah Ami but I'm like I don't really like water like that I'm not that <laughs> smart like right. you know like you kind of like I was sort of like yeah maybe it's her but I knew that wasn't it didn't feel right um and then Sailor mm-hmm. Saturn came along and I was like yeah that one and then as I got older I was just like oh wait I'm literally Jesse Saki Sakino it's fine yeah yeah basically <laughs> basically yeah because I never like enjoyed school necessarily right like Mm -hmm. it's there i'm not bad at it yeah but i'm not like gung-ho like i'm not ami at all no yeah but i do like learning but yeah yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) and i think usagi does too but like she doesn't have the the right environment for all of that you know that's a good point maybe she just doesn't have the right environment for the type of learning she needs i am only half convinced because i don't know enough about ADHD but I feel like she probably has some form Mm. of like ADHD you know like she's just like hyperactive and you know will focus on one thing and then be bouncing all around the place I think I think she just needed like teachers who cared about (laughs) about her like Mm. mental health (laughs) (laughs) like like most tv characters like most tv characters honestly and movie characters and book characters they're all traumatized uh but i feel Mm -hmm. like in the educational sphere like no one they're all just like you're you're lazy and you're kind of stupid and she's she's not like she saves the world like 75 times so like i think if they'd like she just needed like a different context for how she learned i think and she would have done much better in school in my opinion this is a recent my recent rewatch i was just like they're just not giving her a chance Just so much more understanding. You know? Yeah, no, in my in my most recent rewatch, I think even more so is I've been thinking that too. Cause before I kinda just kinda gave into like that stereotype of Right. Her. But like mm-hmm. I was like, I get it though, like I'm the same way. But then it's like, well, maybe, you know, she has a lot on her shoulders. She actually mm-hmm. does step up to the plate sometimes. Yeah. And like life is hard. And life she's fourteen. Is so hard. She's only 14. And like mm-hmm. I don't I mean, she fails her like initial test or whatever, but mm-hmm. there's after that there's literally just like no way 
you can't be like okay but she's a a superhero y'all are working her really hard of course she's failing school (laughs) like she wasn't great at it to begin with and now it's getting worse because she literally patrols at night to like save the world from demons like what do you want from her (laughs) pretty hard to get good grades literally like just because ami can do it doesn't mean that everybody should be able to do it okay yeah completely agree speaking of that though did you um so you did a rewatch recently mm-hmm. i really enjoyed your twitter thread i'll try and link <laughs> I, it it was too many it was too many i didn't keep it yeah. all in one thread it was just uh, too many okay. it's just like every day it's just like all right i just started a new one i can't find the old one <laughs> but uh it was definitely fun to to rewatch mm-hmm. it recently yeah did you have any standout episodes mm-hmm. or moments hmm um i don't know i think just overall i was so glad to like just be able to watch this you know watch the redo redub because obviously i've just like such specific memories of of the dub and then (laughs) this is no secret to people who follow me on twitter but i hate the cloverway dub um like the voice (laughs) actress for serena was bad and i didn't like it and it like kind of soured some of that for me and so Mm -hmm. to have like consistency was really like the 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 major thing for me i'm like wow i can watch the show from beginning to end and the voices aren't going to change that's wild that's really great um and you know there, i've heard some people who are like oh they don't like the voice actors and stuff and i think they get better as the as the dub goes on and so by the time like r comes along i'm just like this is great like i'm having fun again um but i don't know that a specific episode um like that I can think of right now, but I think I have a whole new appreciation for Haruka. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really catch her like she's like the gruff one, obviously, but she's also like thus obviously the softy between her and Mich- Michiru. And so mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just something about her like her gruff like softness that I hadn't paid any attention to the first time around probably because you know they were incestuous cousins or whatever like (laughs) Like their personalities are a bit weird yeah (laughs) Yeah. um and so like i have a new appreciation for that yeah exactly (laughs) it was the 90s (laughs) so i have a new appreciation for that um and then just i guess just generally getting to watch stars because um i feel Mm -hmm. like at one point i like tried to do the like youtube sub thing um Mm -hmm. but it wasn't it was not good quality. I couldn't get into it. I just kind of skipped around a lot and then didn't understand what I saw because I skipped around so much. <laughs> uh, and so um, getting to watch stars and just like, Usagi is so sad during stars. And I didn't oh know gosh. that. It's... I didn't know that. And I'm just like, wow. Like, obviously I know that like mm-hmm. Mamoru is away. And like, so that's going to make her really sad. But I wasn't expecting the show to be like, no, she's depressed. Like she has yeah. depression this whole like, this season. Is a melodrama now. Right. Like, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't ready yeah. um and so just like getting to finally see that because like i've read so much fan fiction and like know all you know i thought i knew all of the plot points of sailor stars because i've read so much fan fiction but mm. there are so many things that i was just like oh wow this is like brand new information that i'd never been spoiled for like not even just like i obviously knew a lot of the big major plot points but you know there are just like certain smaller things where i'm just like oh that's a cool like twist in the story or you know this is like oh no they're all like literally dying like i knew this happened but like no they're all leaving her now mm-hmm. <laughs> so just like being able to sort of ride that like wave of the emotions that they intend you to have um yeah. was was really cool um 
from this season that I finally, you know, however many years later, 20 years later, I finally get to finish <laughs> this show that has, yeah. like, had a major place in my life. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't tell you how, like, excited I was when I got the final bootleg DVD in high school. And I was like, there's another season? <laughs> right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. I was just like, what am I missing out on? And yeah. I, like, again, I knew good. stuff from fan fiction. So mm-hmm. um, I had a lot of pieces filled in, but watching yeah. like actually getting to watch it is really great yeah to this day like that scene when say is like am i not good enough like <laughs> i'm like i'm sorry but you're not <laughs> <laughs> but that's Loki, fan fiction's though. fault that's fan fiction's fault yeah. because uh, <laughs> because obviously he is the you know romantic rival in mm-hmm. in most of those so it's just like yeah bye but <laughs> it is i do uh enjoy the way they they played it like Better than I thought they would have, um, considering he's like the romantic rival in all the fan fiction I've read. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just like, you know, the way that he takes care of her um, and like doesn't press, you know, like he presses and was just like, so I'm here and I'm available. But there, it's not the same way that I thought it would be like, no, you should just like date me. It's just like, I'm here. I'm your friend. And if you happen to want to, you know, do a little something, I got, yeah. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm, yeah. You know? Just letting you know, I just, I just need you to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I obviously wasn't, I was going in knowing that I would have this like negative reaction because of like decades of fan fiction where it's just like, uh, say yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it was, it turned out to be like much more sympathetic than, I mean, I was ready to, to, I was opening my heart to that, but. <laughs> um i was glad for it to to i wasn't annoyed that my heart got opened to that (laughs) yeah i was very hesitant at first i was like who is this person who is this like why are you here what are you doing yeah (gasps) by that moment i'm just like oh poor saya right it's like he was he was trying it was lonely he's got like a princess complex like it's a whole thing yeah and i like (laughs) can't fault you for that really for a second i was like he was i felt like he was a really good um rival mm-hmm. like i obviously was still like team mamoru but yeah um i was like you know they're like similar in per- yeah they're similar mm-hmm. in personality in a way that i wasn't prepared for and so mm-hmm. it's sort of like you could see it like you could see that she'd have fun and like right all that stuff um obviously mamoru mm-hmm. could you know he needs a little loosening up but he does yeah. need a little loosening up so he needs her in his life right <laughs> You know, it's, she it's, needs like someone to ground her, uh, right? Too, so yeah, they balance each other out out nicely. But I think Seiya also does in a different way, um, mm-hmm. and I wasn't I wasn't quite ready for that like kind of harmony there. Yeah, I think too the thing that we see a lot more we see a lot more like fun interactions with Seiya and Usagi mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we don't get to see with Mamoru as much, so that kind of gives them an edge. Yeah. Because a lot of people argue that they have more chemistry, but I think we just see them in more playful settings together. And like you said, like he's he's a little more loose than Mamoru is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, too bad he's not it. Right, like Chibiusa, <laughs> come on, like come. Yeah, I mean, that's like yeah. <laughs> oh, that's one more other thing that I wanted to mention is that mm-hmm. um, I was sad that the only time we see all ten. Sailor mm. Senshi together is in the first part of Sailor Stars and then Chibiusa goes away and then like she doesn't come back and I'm just yeah. like okay but 
y'all didn't really give us enough moments with all 10 of them like together like i just wanted more of that like we deserved more of that like all 10 of them fighting together chibius is there we got that one moment you know sailor Mm. and sailor early sailor stars but I was like, she doesn't even come back. Like, they just send her off to the future. She just never returns. Her father is dead. <laughs> His star seed has been taken. He has been dead for, like, nine months. And she doesn't come up except for, like, half a dream sequence. I'm like, no. I wonder if they're, I think they were trying to keep it open because they were like, yeah. will Mamoru come back? Is right. he dead? Exactly. It's like, you can't tell if mm-hmm. if Chibius is there, but. Right. Like also, Chibi Chibi definitely should just be related to this family. Like, there's no reason why she's mm-hmm. both the explanation in the manga and the explanation on the show. I'm just like, okay, but she should just be Chibius's daughter. Right. Like, come on. Just, yeah, you can't introduce this. Child. You can't just introduce this girl with this hairstyle and then be like, I nope, know. she's not related to any of them. Right. Come on. Just coincidence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Chibi Chibi's so cute, though. Oh adorable. God. So adorable. Yeah, I too was like, so not related. Like, not <laughs> at all. She looks exactly like Chibusa. Like, literally. Mm-hmm. And, like, you could even, like, not that genetics <laughs> matters on this show. Because True. Whatever. Blonde plus black equals pink. Pink. Yeah. Blue plus blue <laughs> equals red eyes. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, she could be Helios and Chibiusa's kid. Like, it just makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with it. <laughs> Make it fan fiction. Uh, it's somewhere canon. in there. It's somewhere yeah, in there. It's canon somewhere. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about you though a little bit okay um you are a kids magazine writer Mm -hmm. how did you become a kids magazine writer Mm -hmm. (laughs) how did i do that um (laughs) just magic i guess you know some sailor moon magic in the air um i was a communications major and never took any journalism classes and did not really know. I just knew that something with writing and maybe something with TV was what I wanted to do with my life. And I spent a long time after college, like underemployed and like poor and like st- in student loan debt and like crying and being like, why is my life this way? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote a, a f- for free and sometimes paid uh, a lot on the internet. And so I somehow, and I, I don't know how, uh, I don't know why this woman hired me, but she hired me to be a writer <laughs> at the New York Daily News. And, um, again, I have, I never took a a journalism class except for like when they teach you about journalism, when you teach, when you learn about other kinds of writing. Um, (laughs) and so I'm just like, I don't know how I did this, but sure I'm here. And I learned a lot, uh, but it was not the environment for me. Like I'm not a newspaper girl, but also Mm -hmm. I'm not like a tabloid New York newspaper girl. Like there's a particular, uh, (laughs) uh, personality that can hack that environment. And I am not it. When, when I talk about taking Lusaka, personality like crying in the conference room is a very usagi personality thing that i stole from her um and so i was like i can't do this anymore uh and there was a job posting and i applied for it and i was like okay i mean you know i'm kid friendly and like kids and a lot of the things that i'm into were like you know e for everybody or like kid friendly you know marvel movies and i'm still obsessed with sailor moon and harry potter and all this stuff like i like things that are kid centric and stuff so i applied and and somehow got it and so i've been there almost three years which is crazy to think about um Mm. and yeah we you know explain things to children like we try to explain you know both simple things about animals and planets and plants and whatever but also like i'm currently working on a story about the suffragette suffragettes and like 
trying to figure out how I'm going to explain to children that, you know, the, the historical people that we know aren't all good and aren't all bad. And so uh, we, you know, we don't only have a very short amount of space to write all these things in. And so mm -hmm. it's basically taking a lot of complex ideas and trying to explain it to a kid audience without like talking down to the, the kid and also like doing real journalism in the process. Like just, I write for a kid's magazine. and A lot of my articles are like a hundred words, 150, like up to 400 words, really. <laughs> um, but I do just as much work as I would for, you know, a newspaper article or mm -hmm. at actual uh, at a um, yeah. thrown up magazine or whatever. So we, you know, just like try to instill good media literacy and good, um, just like current events and all that stuff. And I like a lot of the entertainment stories. So I get to talk to fun people. I mm. emailed Elmo once. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Also, <laughs> yeah. Elmo has an email. <laughs> He, you know, he has a talk show, so he needed to promote mm -hmm. it. So he went on the, you know, a little bit of a press junket tour. Um, and I got to, I was just like, can you answer some questions for me? And so he emailed me some questions back. And I was like, this is very cool. Thank you, Elmo. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm so nervous. it's it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. Um, also, I completely get, I also interned at the New York Daily News. Not that this oh. is to become a Daily News Slander podcast. <laughs> That's another one. We'll start that one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we'll start that one tomorrow. But um, yeah, also realized like wasn't for me. Like super fast paced, super like high yeah. stress. Yeah, and, like yeah, not not for me. Mm -hmm. uh, especially I was at the breaking news desk for like oof no mm -mm. for a month. Mm -mm. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do it whew, every day. It I was wasn't over like, there, oh but gosh. I already know. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I was. I did enjoy the uh, features, which is like the entertainment section. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's uh, sort of where I was. I was on the like lifestyle features mm -hmm. section. So yeah, that was a you know articles better. about like health and science news and all that stuff, which mm. was a good transition for my job at the Daily News. I mean, at uh, I work at Kid Time for Kids magazine, right. um, and so that was a good transition for that. But I was just like, yeah. Y'all are hardened tabloid journalists who are like jaded about everything. <laughs> and I am literally a superhero princess from the moon. <laughs> like this is not <laughs> just like this this imagine Usagi in a in a newsroom where people are like smoking cigars and it's like right. 1920. Like she would have a terrible time there. That Horrible. was me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. Oh I am I can be jaded sometimes, so I can yeah. like gelled with that but mm -hmm. also i'm just like you guys are way too y'all are stressing me out every yeah. day and i don't like to be stressed so i'm gonna go <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly yeah well, i get it um well, on to funner things yay um, <laughs> you also edit for black girls great you do a lot by the way <laughs> yeah sometimes it feels like i don't and then i'm just like oh right you read your like whenever i'm yeah anytime i'm like being lazy and like reading fan fiction i'm just like i should be probably doing something and i'm like well i do do like a million things so i guess mm -hmm. i could just like take this weekend to like not do anything but yeah. because i also do so many things i'm just like there's probably always something i should be doing that i am not doing <laughs> yeah I that's mean, also a sailor moon thing of me <laughs> i'm just like always procrastinating i love sleeping i actually have i bought from box lunch the blanket that she has because i love the pattern and oh, yeah. rabbits are my patronus um Ooh. and i'm like is that because of sailor moon i don't know <laughs> i don't know i think it probably is it 
because of that, but like probably like my obses- obsession with space, like mm-hmm. everything that I am into today. I like made a Twitter like a uh, post about it once, and I can't find. I'll <laughs> find it later. But yeah. basically, like princesses, superheroes, time travel, rabbits, celestial things, the planets, stars, moon, like all that aesthetic, like rabbits, like literally everything that is in that show are things mm-hmm. that I've gravitated towards in other areas of my life. I'm just like. This is insane. Like, it's basically the encapsulation of who I am as a person is Sailor Moon. Like, girl power and, like, the power of friendship and love. It's literally who I am as a person. It's kind of (laughs) scary. Yeah, it's the same for me. I don't have as much as an affinity for rabbits, but, like, space. Yeah. Like, I've always Mm -hmm. been obsessed. Literally, my Twitter handle is Constar24. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you actually, on your Twitter bio, you had Mooncore, and I didn't know that was a thing. And I Googled Uh it, and I'm like... This I only, is what it is. I only found out recently on Tumblr. I'm just, I'm back on Tumblr because it's 2020 and anything is possible. But yeah. <laughs> it was just like, I saw the word mooncore and I was just like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, I did not know this was a thing. Exactly but this my vibe. is mm-hmm. my life. Because like anything with the moon on it, I want it. Yep. Same. Yep. But, uh. What was the yeah. question? <laughs> you had a different question, and I veered completely off topic. Oh, no, it was, it was a great veer. Um, <laughs> Fun oh. things. Black Girls Create. Yes. Black okay. Girls Create. Um, so my pals at Black, Black Girls Create um, has started a podcast, I think it was five years ago, called uh, Wizard Team. So it's a Harry Potter podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry Potter is like the thing that I was obsessed with after I was obsessed with Sailor Moon. So while Harry Potter for a long time was like, it, and it still is, like my thing, um, it wasn't the first like obsessive thing that I was into. Um, that was that honor goes to Sailor Moon, but Harry Potter was sort of like the more mainstream like thing you could talk about. Like I still wasn't like telling people how obsessive with Harry Potter I was. Like people didn't know the detail and the depth, but everybody mm-hmm. was reading Harry Potter, so it was like a thing you could talk about. I didn't know that that many people watched Sailor Moon, so I didn't talk about it that much. Right. Um, but anyway, uh, they host a podcast called Wizard Team. Um, there are two black girls who are cousins, and at some point five years ago, I found this podcast kind of early on, like Sailor Moon fan club. Um, <laughs> and again, I don't remember who was like, you should watch this spot. Po- you should listen to this podcast or like mm-hmm. who put it in my sphere of influence. But um, it came upon me and I was just like, black girls talking about Harry Potter. Like that's a new thing I've never heard of before. This fandom is very white. So <laughs> I started listening to it and just like obsessively tweeting at them. Like I do you, Victoria, uh, <laughs> just like about <laughs> everything. Welcome. Yeah. Just like about <laughs> everything about the show, about Harry Potter things. And then we just, eventually became friends and uh they were expanding their website i've been on the episode you know on their podcast quite a few times um and so they're you know doing all sorts of cool things and fandom things a lot of our focus is like uh fandom to creation so like the the idea of like you're obsessed with this thing and a lot of us end up creating things and the things that we're obsessed with and how do you pivot that into like an original work or even something like this like a Mm -hmm. podcast and stuff so um those were all things that i thought were very cool and uh yeah so like i would edit uh you know essays about you know nerdy things and critical uh discussion of those and a few like personal essays of people like they're like nerdy lives or whatever (laughs) um we do lots of different projects and 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 events uh blackgirlscreate.org is where all the stuff is um because we do so many things it's hard to keep up but today we announced that we're doing an anthology uh like themed around magic and community 
see magic it's a thing that i'm constantly obsessed with because of sailor moon it all goes back to sailor moon (laughs) and so we're doing an anthology of like black writers whoever wants to submit to us um where they can you know write about black magical characters with the theme of community involved so um those are the things that we do over there yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm super excited for that anthology, by the way. Yeah. And I'm like trying to brainstorm a story that I could <laughs> Please. submit, but my, ma- my mind is blank. So It'll come. <laughs> There's some time. There's some yeah. time. You have till the oh, end of the oh. year. <laughs> oh, yay. Okay, that is that is enough time. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm super excited for that and everything you guys do. Um, it's such we a also, cool concept. Yeah, we also feature Black women creators. And I was yay. like, Victoria would be a perfect person because yay. I'm obsessed with Sailor Moon. And she's doing a Sailor Moon <laughs> podcast. How cool is that? So I was like, dude, dude, let me email Victoria. Hi, you don't know me, but I would love to feature you because I'm obsessed with you as a person because you're, you're a lovable black girl who loves Sailor Moon. Like, I again, like that wasn't a thing that I knew was existed. So mm-hmm. um I don't know why I didn't know. Like, it came on at two, in the Tsunami Black at four o'clock, like with like Dragon Ball Z or whatever. But for some reason, people weren't in my sphere, like here in New York City in the 90, late 90s. Not that many people were talking about Sailor Moon. They were Kamehameha-ing all over the lunchroom, but yeah. people weren't talking about Sailor Moon like that. And so I was just like, oh, maybe this is just a thing that I am like deeply obsessed with. The first thing that I ever printed out from the internet at the library was about something about the silver millennium. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but I re- very specifically remember it was like some, you know, like, I don't know, GeoCities website. Yeah. And it was literally the first thing I ever printed at the library from the internet was about Sailor Moon. Because mm-hmm. I was like, what else do I, what do I need to look up? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sailor Moon. <laughs> It's the only thing that matters. <laughs> definitely. When I was nine years old, it was definitely the only thing that mattered. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the first thing I ever searched either. Yeah, like, I don't, it was literally, I just, for some reason, remember the paper. Mm -hmm. Such a specific memory. Yeah, I just, I never, I definitely printed out a few drawings and, like, Mm -hmm. my background on my, like, very large, uh, IBM computer was always Mm -hmm. a Sailor Moon background. For the longest time, it was, um... So in the Sailor Moon R movie, when they kiss at the end, for the longest time, it was that shot, but I'd never seen mm-hmm. the movie. And so I was just like, had no idea where the scene came from. And then I finally <laughs> saw it. I was just like, oh, that was my background like three years ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happens to me a lot, too. Plan- well, before, like, I would have stuff as my background and then I would watch it. I'm like, oh, that's where that's from. Or right. Even where it's now. like, this is like back behind the scenes drawings that they did, you know. Right. Or like figuring out like different artists that i like i'm like mm-hmm. oh this was this mm-hmm. fan artist like oh this is from this artist or... right it's like i've seen that around and now i know mm-hmm. who actually did it right yeah they were just like nameless faceless <laughs> <laughs> creations oh yeah that is cool i'm super excited all roads lead back to sailor moon oh they do. <laughs> and it will lead back for this next topic as well <laughs> you'll get that um you are also a big doctor who fan is that mm-hmm. the would you say that's the third thing you became obsessed with after Harry maybe mm-hmm. probably yeah yeah it feels it feels very distant right now because the show hasn't been on for a few months which mm-hmm. is crazy to think about like it aired earlier this year and it feels like it hasn't been on for two years but I mean, 2020. <laughs> right exactly 2020 has made time a construct so um <laughs> no, right now it's not it's a pun of absolutely intended yeah. uh, <laughs> but like my my like my doctor who like obsession is very like 
tucked away at the moment uh, mm-hmm. because it's been so long and I don't know when the show is back and all this stuff. So, um, but I think it probably was, um, especially like the early Tumblr years, you know, like 2012, mm-hmm. 2014, there was a lot of Doctor Who uh, going on in my brain at that time, uh, <laughs> which is probably around when I discovered the show, 20. 20- Mm, 2010 2011 or something like that uh Mm -hmm. is when i discovered that and so probably the thing after um harry potter and sailor moon uh that just like Mm -hmm. holds like a a deep place in my heart (laughs) cool awesome so okay so you already answered my question on when we first remember (laughs) watching it yeah yeah that's all i just i know that i started i watched an episode i watched the first episode of of new who and couldn't get into the accents and wasn't ready i just wasn't mentally ready for it i was just like i don't understand it was probably like a bootleg you know like a (laughs) bootleg copy somewhere on the internet and so i couldn't get into it it wasn't good picture quality and obviously still the first episode is not great picture quality (laughs) but um i think when it came to netflix at some point i like finally like made it through the first five seasons i mean the first four seasons and i started watching it live after the fifth season was over and so like it's like hunt down you know the the video files for season five because it wasn't on netflix yet um and then yeah i've been watching it since then yeah nice and so i'm I'm very new to this, mm-hmm. to the, the Whovian world. So it's new who, Eccleston, starting with Eccleston? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I did get to interview him recently. It was very fun. I um, saw Like that two tweet. years, Sorry. yeah, like a year ago at mm-hmm. Comic-Con, back when we could have conventions and do things outside. Right. Um, and he hasn't had, you know, he had a kind of falling out with BBC and like people on the mm-hmm. show and stuff. And so he hadn't been involved in the fandom at all. And I think I was like his second or third like convention interview um he was very nice very lovely uh he had some like he had a book out and so we talked about that we talked a little bit about doctor who and like his like evolving feelings about it and so i'm just like maybe he'll come back someday that would be really lovely um but he was very nice right exactly (laughs) i was Mm -hmm. just like well i was wearing a shirt that had the the thing my logo on it so i was just like hi Ah. okay yeah you don't remember me it's cool it's whatever (laughs) you know how that goes it's like no one remembers me it's fine i was just the interviewer um no yeah i get it but yeah that is it starts with eccleston and then kind of goes on Uh, where Mm -hmm. are you in your watch currently i am I keep forgetting his name. I want to say Peter. Mm-hmm. Peter Capaldi. Mm-hmm. Peter Capaldi. So 12, um, the 12th Doctor. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm a little bit into his his first okay. season. Yeah. Um, about halfway through that. So I was hoping to get to the latest, newest Doctor, but... Time. Know, time. Energy. <laughs> things. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but I'm really enjoying it. Um, I think I kind of just slowed down because... I like Peter so far, but not as much, obviously, mm-hmm. as, like, David Tennant and Matt. Yeah, yeah. The um, episodes aren't as good quality themselves either. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that season eight, the one you're in, has, like, a lot of rough a lot of rough episodes and, like, a lot of divided opinion on, I think, yeah. but, like, divided lukewarm opinion. Like, no one's like, it's the best season ever. And no mm-hmm. one's like, it's the worst one. But it's sort of just like, it's either really meh or, like, it's all right. Like, it, they were getting there. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like I could either 
Like, I'll watch it and I won't be mad. Yeah. But, like, I could also not watch it and be okay. Exactly. Like, I'm not addicted anymore. Like, before, I was, like, binging seasons (laughs) in, like, two days. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Those early seasons, man. Like, up to six, it's sort of, like... And then they... I don't know. They do a lot... There's a lot of... I don't know how to describe it. Just, like, Stephen Moffat just kind of, like, goes off the deep end for a while (laughs) is really what it is. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. It's just, like, it's all Stephen Moffat's fault um, is my opinion on that. But uh, also, like, he has a lot of really great episodes, and season five is my favorite season of Doctor Who um, because of the storytelling in that season. And... But by the time you get to eight, I'm just like, he he could have, he probably should have hung it up. <laughs> like, <laughs> gave it to somebody else for a minute. <laughs> Maybe he just needed a break. Like, he just needed a break. But mm. he was doing Sherlock. He was doing a bunch of other stuff. Like, there was a lot going on. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Not that, Sher- not that Sher- I don't know. Like, Sherlock, it's funny that they were, like, happening, happening concurrently because... Mm. I mean, there are only like what six episodes of Sherlock. Right. Because, I think it's even less. It's like because three. there's yeah, it's like like six or eight, mm-hmm. <laughs> something like that. And it's because a lot of his time is spent doing Doctor Who, but also like it both kind of like get diminishing returns because it's like, sir, you're doing too much, right? <laughs> on both it's also things, like BBC, and they'll like mm-hmm. let you get away with exactly that. Yeah, but um, sweet, but uh, we talked a little bit about everything. But who's your favorite Doctor? okay um (laughs) i feel like it's It's sort of it's kind of complicated because like there are different reasons why you like certain doctors i think um i lean towards 11 being my favorite because Mm -hmm. season five is my favorite season but i think uh the 13th doctor the current doctor she's the most hufflepuff and so oh, I <laughs> lean towards her for that. And she's very delightful and love, uh, loves her little fam of friends, you know, of companions mm-hmm. and stuff. And then obviously David Tennant is like, why we're all watching, like continuing to watch the show. Like Christopher mm-hmm. Eccleston is really great and he's really good as the doctor. But like David Tennant made the show sort of like a global phenomenon. Like that mm-hmm. was that was David Tennant. And so like. When he was going to be a new... I was like, what do you mean a new doctor? Like, I... No. (laughs) You know, like... (laughs) This is it. Right. Like, we're not... What do you mean? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so, um, you know, it takes each person a minute to be like, he changed the main character? Like, what kind of show is this? Right. Uh, Because you start to get attached, you know? Yeah. Um, And so, I do love all three of them, but I think it's... It usually leans towards 11 because uh, season five is my favorite season. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, wait. Sorry. 11 is Matt. Matt, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. I'm You've been binging like, so fast that it's hard yeah, to keep up. <laughs> it's all blur. <laughs> but I had to count. I was like, okay, Eccleston is nine. Uh-huh. Tenet is ten. <laughs> Tenet is ten. Yeah, that really helps. It really yeah. helps. It's also really funny. Um, and you know about his family, like this whole family thing with him, right? Oh, yeah. Like he married an actress who was who, like, on the show and played his daughter. But she's it's- also like the daughter of the fifth doctor who was yeah. David's favorite doctor. Oh, I'm just like there's a, a there's a lot of like <laughs> <laughs> fake <laughs> incest in there. <laughs> Some s- sailor stars. Yes, on. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just like the time, and then this one. Okay, all right. There's it's a full circle. Okay, you're right. It's a time loop. 
Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, I did know that. I didn't know it was his favorite doctor. That is a really mm-hmm. cool coincidence. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, what are you manifesting? Like, how right. are you doing this, sir? <laughs> what was your prayer? Right. <laughs> That's what I need exactly. to know. How do I, what do I say? What are the magic words? Yeah. That makes sense, though. And then, I mean, I don't, I don't want to give away spoilers, but... So I mean, again, like at this point, Doctor Who is a blur right now. So <laughs> season five, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like where it begins, where it ends. Um, it, it begins with the Doctor crashing in Amy's uh, backyard. Okay, with, like so this child is his first Amy. Season. Yes, and then ends with like the TARDIS exploding in the sun, mm, and okay. River is there. River's probably my favorite character. She's so chaotic and great. Oh yeah, I love her. Um, <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> She's chaotic and great and just like loves to to rile the doctor up. Um mm. and like Amy and Rory get married at the end of that season. And I think yeah. the the writing is really strong on that season, just like in terms of like time loopiness and sort of like things disappearing at the right moments, and then you're like, oh wait, that's been gone for a long time. Like she had an aunt, and then like you never hear her talk about the aunt and you're like, oh, because the crack in the wall, like things, mm-hmm. you know, like they were able to make all these things make sense. And then they sort of like started to pivot it towards season six, but then never followed up with all the things that they were trying to like tease. And so right. I was just like, come on. <laughs> but yeah. season five, they like teased all these things and were able to like loop it back around in a good way. And like some of it they left open because as you do, you leave the mystery open. And then I felt disappointed in the way that they tried to like solve a lot of those things but mm-hmm. season five feels the best contained and has probably my most of my favorite episodes um and then i think season four is follow that because donna is the best i love donna too yeah river and donna are probably my mm-hmm. two favorites yeah um i thought i would like clara more and i'm kind of sad Mm-mm. now because Mm-mm. she had such a strong mm. um <laughs> I, have really, the I mean, as Oswin. Yeah, yeah, I really yeah. liked her as Oswin. Yeah, um, that first like, episode is is good, and then they like give her three more different introductions, and I'm like, I'm confused, and yeah. so she never felt like she had a character after that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that I wish they had just stuck with like her Oswin personality and all that stuff, because yeah. then it started to get confusing, and then they kept going back and kind of get back and forth, and then sort of where you are it's sort of like they're trying to figure out who she is again mm-hmm. and i think it's on an upward uh upward path uh to where she leaves at season nine at the end of season nine mm-hmm. um but oh, so she and, stays on for a little while mm-hmm, and so like mm-hmm. they do some interesting things with that uh but her like again stephen moffat was doing too much and so season seven mm-hmm. was really messy and then eight is sort of like a new doctor. And then they still have to like figure out this companion that they never really knew what to do with. And so right. it takes them a minute to like get those both of those things sorted out. Mm-hmm. I do like Danny Pink so far. Mm-hmm. He's very. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He's, he's you've got charming. some you've got some time to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Uh, as we say on my podcast is uh, mm-hmm. time and relative blackness in space uh aka tarvis um mm-hmm. he is not allowed on our tarvis that is mostly my co-host Bayana, oh, oh. uh Bayana's thing but he there's it's not danny's fault it's the writing the writing gets really dumb with regard to danny so Aww. just be be alert okay. for that but sam anderson is very cute so he is very cute. <laughs> that is that, that works in his it. favor <laughs> yes it works <laughs> Very much in his favor. Oh, I am so sad though that he's not allowed on the Tarvis. Yeah, but okay. I'm just like I, I, I might try. We could try to sneak him in there, but like yeah. he, 
his character like gets annoying and that that's mm-hmm. not his fault it's the writer's fault because right. the doctor who writers don't really know what to do with black people it's yeah. they just don't that's sadly <laughs> true i mean i guess maybe the actor can be welcomed on the tarbis but not yeah the yeah 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 mm-hmm. absolutely cool absolutely yeah yeah are you excited at all for the new black woman doctor because i mean yeah i mean it's confusing i'm just Mm -hmm. because she's like the doctor but like how much will she actually show up like i'm curious as to what they're like i just i'm very wary about what their plan is (laughs) it's Mm. basically what it is that's fair um but it was very good episode to like be able to like experience live um mm-hmm. and just like sort of see you know the fandom being like what what mm-hmm. you know like i it was one of the few moments that felt like sort of doctor who at its peak um mm-hmm. sort of like circa season four five six um mm-hmm. where it's just like this like massive like energy into the show and so yeah. i'm i'm really hopeful that they'll be able to continue that um especially with her presence because hello this is so good it's so cool the actress is so good like that episode is the reveal is really it was really great to be able to like watch that live that was cool yeah i am excited for it yeah i'm looking forward to catching up Mm -hmm. and uh, watching live with everyone so i can kind of enjoy these moments in real time and yeah be a part of the live fandom (laughs) it was so funny i think i got to like five season five or six and i was like wait like, am I a Whovian now? Like, do I have a new identity to, like, yeah. adhere to? Yeah, I think to? that's the, I think that's Is probably there... the place. Yeah, once yeah. you get, once you hit, like, four and five, you're like, oh, I'm in it now. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, even like... when you stop, like, even if you stop watching the show, like, you're still mm-hmm. a Whovian. Like, those, the, those particular seasons, especially, mm-hmm. like, at least up to six, like, they just entrench in you when you, like, get into the show. It's just like, oh, I'm in it. And so even, like, I quit the show at season eight like i didn't watch season eight live i quit Mm -hmm. and then didn't come back until 10 until season 10 because um they had a black woman companion and i was just like okay i'm back now (laughs) (laughs) y'all drove drew me back in Mm -hmm. uh and then doesn't take much i like caught back (laughs) up or whatever and i was just like all right i didn't need to watch these live that's fine but Mm -hmm. even when i was we even when i quit i was like yes doctor who is still one of my favorite shows you know like it was that kind of thing yeah no it's definitely up there like you said like around that like four five six Mm -hmm, season mm -hmm. era like river and yeah it's like the truly the height of the show Mm -hmm. like global phenomenon all this stuff like crazy yeah um and then yeah i was just like am i hoovian like do i need to start looking at merch like is this a new thing i'm gonna be buying stuff the about? merch like, yes just like oh my god I need <laughs> we to have tarbis shirts we have tarbis shirts at dftba.com i think it's dot com uh but yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> we can, I can send you a link mm-hmm. All right. i think it's dot com look at that later. dftba records You'll you'll find it. You'll find it. I'll it's find on it. our it's on blackgirlscreate.org as well. So the, you can awesome. find all our stuff there. <laughs> I will also link it in the description if anyone Yay. else is interested in some Doctor Who uh merch by black people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um you mentioned those seasons a lot too, but do you have a specific favorite moment? Mm, probably most things to do with River. Fair. Just like if she's on screen, even when the episode's not great, I'm still having a great time because Alex Kingston is just top notch. Oh my god, she's <laughs> yeah. so wonderful. Yeah, pretty much anything to do with River. Yeah, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime I say the word spoilers now, I just like exactly like the change. <laughs> like she changed the word spoilers. Like truly, she like did. it was a thing, and then she said it, and you're like, oh, I can only say it this way now. Got it. Got right. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually had to fight myself to not say it the way <laughs> she did it because I was like, it's not going to be as good. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> spoilers, sweetie. It's spoilers. great. It's always great. Yeah. It's so good. And then I want to try a fun exercise. Mm-hmm. We can match doctors with Sailor Senshi and then starting from the new who, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I feel like if we're going to go with nine, nine's mm-hmm. kind of like gruff, but mm-hmm. he's, he's uh, still able to have fun and friendly or whatever. Uh, I'm going to pair. I think I can pair him with uh, Sailor Mars. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, too, so I'm really happy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tenant is—he's uh, like there's some army in him because uh, he's like smart. Like I usually uh, sort him as a Ravenclaw, um, mm. like the way that he's like obsessed with cleverness. <laughs> very Ravenclaw True. to me. Um, There's—I'm trying to see. Like there's something really sharp about him, but sometimes he's like really arrogant and mm. kind of like scary is not really the word but he's you know his hair trembles like there's that gift it was <laughs> just like hair trembles edge. yeah yeah um i wonder i'm it's hard mm. to kind of place him but i think probably michiru kind of works oh, for me here yeah. but i think another side i wonder what the other side of him is i don't know you know for some reason i have him pegged as a usagi for some reason just because like this mm-hmm. ability to kind of switch between this yes kind of whimsiness yes but also like the princess serenity like serious i'm going to yeah <laughs> exactly i see that i see that yeah especially if we're talking like manga mm-hmm. yeah i think uh that works for me he has that duality plus like being like kind of mascots of their respective yeah. series and like he's so bouncy yeah <laughs> he's really bouncy in a way that osaki is too right yeah mm, 11 11 is a little bit sailor venus to me that's what i was also thinking oh, i'm so happy he's I'm like, like, like on the same page dramatic he's okay. like dramatic and like kind of like goofy mm-hmm. uh <laughs> but like has those like really serious moments where like where where it's because he's so serious you're like wow this is like a really opposite like sense of who you are that like in the same way that Minako does like there are a lot of episodes where she is suddenly very serious or like sitting on the swings like by herself and Artemis has to come and like cheer her up um actually now that I think about it there are a lot of scenes where Eleven like sits on the swings underneath the TARDIS (laughs) underneath the TARDIS console yes it's perfect (laughs) it's just like so dramatic but also like has this like serious sad side that you know Mm. they kind of hide with their goofiness yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's so funny yeah okay I'm so happy we're like (laughs) same page um I think 12 gives me uh, like Pluto and Uranus vibes Pluto because it's Mm. sort of like the lonely god kind of thing like the doctor always has that but he's sort of like the most like gruff and distant but he has that Haruka side where it's just like, all right, if you like really, if he really messes with you, he will, he will like cheer you up and like really like ride or die for you. But he doesn't really mess with other people like that. 
<laughs> just like right. you can go over there. I don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we can. I mean, yeah. You said. The yeah, you just started. Out. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind talking about uh, thirteen. Yeah, she mm-hmm. is very Usagi in her like mm-hmm. bubbliness, like interest in friendship and like having a squad who's like surrounding her and she also has like those same like serious moments that all the doctors do because it's like you know trauma and like their backstory yeah. <laughs> um, but I think there's also like a a Jupiter to her now that I think about it just like hmm. um, not that she's like tough I think she has like Jupiter's like soft side where it's just like she's just like really wants to be there for you and she's just like this quiet like homie who's just like i'd make i'll make you cookies do you need some cookies i have cookies i love giving you cookies (laughs) i think there's i think there's a a jupiter energy to her uh yeah Mm -hmm. i love that i'm so happy you're saying this because i really for some reason i wasn't looking forward to her because i from the stills i've seen of her she seemed serious no and i was like (laughs) after peter i was right after 13 i'm like i mean after 12 i'm not looking forward to more serious exactly she's not no i think they're trying to like delve into that because it's part of the who the doctor is but these first Mm -hmm. two seasons she's very much like what are we gonna do next like kind of like a a, a golden retriever a bit like (laughs) i've got my fam i'm gonna go off to these planets and and Uh say you know save everyone with the power of love and friendship oh i love it I love it. Basically, Usagi <laughs> meets uh, uh, Sailor Jupiter. Right. Oh, I love it. Oh, so I think awesome. we didn't, we kind of only didn't attach Saturn. Um, and yeah, I think we only didn't attach Saturn to one. Yeah. But again, she's like sad and lonely. I think she is, she also represents the Doctor really well because she's like this sad, lonely person who like doesn't know how to connect with other people and you know <laughs> kind of has the power of like life and death in their hand in her hands uh the doctor has very big shades of that just like i am the last person and you know i'm the cl- the one who has to do this there's always a moment where the doctor's like it has to be me mm-hmm. you, you have to go it has to be me so dramatic <laughs> and i feel like that's very much like okay it's time to like drop the glaive and just like destroy everything it's only a last minute resort but sometimes we always get to that moment and you're just like there has to be another way <laughs> i love how you say drop the glaive like it's like a drop the mic like drop the glaive that's the new world thing now ends. world stop world stop <laughs> <laughs> okay so now someone anyone who's listening if you want to photoshop beyonce with the silence glaive please bless us with that <laughs> and with the words world stop world stop <laughs> that's actually would be a really great uh sailor senshi uh attack yeah that would be world I'm shaking it but it's just world stop <laughs> I might make this happen. Please. (laughs) Please. Yeah. Oh my god. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. (laughs) Yeah, I just looked over. I kind of like taking light notes and I think you were right. That's the only one we didn't match up. I think Mm -hmm. Pluto kind of applies to the doctor in general. Oh, for sure. For sure. That's just like... This like lonely... Again, the lonely god Mm -hmm. just like left alone at the doors right. of time just like shouldering the weight of like time and space on her shoulders and being like okay there are a lot of rules 
you have to follow Mm -hmm. them and then no one following the rules and her being like come on guys like i told you there are rules and no one wants to follow them (laughs) but then but then she's like the first one to break the rules when Mm -hmm. it comes down to it (laughs) right supposedly like guarding this like gate of time and then like leaves it's like gotta go (laughs) gotta go be human it's just like oh she comes as a human in like uh i guess stars is where she's like mm. they kind of like make her a person. Like when she shows up in S, she's not really a person. She's just like in her human form. They don't really give her like mm-hmm. things to do and an identity. Like she has her name, but she doesn't do anything. But then she shows up in Stars, and it's just like she's a, a physicist or an astrophysicist or whatever her title is. Mm-hmm. And she's a grad student, and she's like into fashion and like all this stuff that's like in her like manga like <laughs> bio or whatever. Right. And so it's just like, oh, now she's a person, but it's like. I just, it always breaks my brain trying to figure out, like, okay, so when were you a person and went, like, it didn't seem like this was, like, a new personality to her. Like, does she just, is she born? Like, was she born at some point? There's, like, I think in Sailor Moon Crystal, it's, like, she was a child and Queen Serenity was, like, you have to stay here. And I'm just, like, well, that really sucks. Mm -hmm. But, like, is she born? Like, was she reborn like the rest of them? I don't think so. But, like... Mm -hmm. She has a, an existing personality. Like, is there magic involved in making people, like, know that this person exists? Like, I just have a lot of questions about <laughs> her human identity and how that comes to be. And then, like, is she, is there another Pluto always at the gates of time? Like, what, what are the rules here? I need to know the rules. I don't need to know the rules, but I'm just curious as to if someone has thought of the rules. Um, I feel like she abandoned the game. <laughs> she was reborn. She was pissed off. She was like, forget it. They don't appreciate me here anyway. Right. Maru no don't love me. Maru don't love me. Right. Shimusa is in the past anyway. Might as well go see her. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Everyone's like, Ugh, I guess I made new friends. So I'm going to stick yeah. with them and take care of Hotaru, you know, be a little mm. outer's family. It's like. <laughs> You know, I'm cool with it. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I love the Outer's little little family. It's very cute. Um, it and it's sort of like, at least they have each other now, especially with the way that, like, the manga, especially, uh, like, just, like, why would they just be on their planets by themselves? Like, a lot of the planetary stuff doesn't quite, they never really explain a lot of that stuff. It's just, like, you know, there's Usagi in the inners on the moon and it's like so what's happening on all the other planets like is there there are people i guess but they never really get into like what happens to those people are they still there on those planets because other planets exist with people on them right or like alien creatures and stuff that have like giant flowers that suck all of your energy out or whatever and so it's just like you know those just those random questions that that you think of when you've been a fan of sailor moon for 20 plus years (laughs) just yeah. like i've thought about these things a lot i've read a lot of fan fiction that has played with you know x y and z aspects of it i'm just like but what did they care did naoko <laughs> and like the people who like adapted it into the tv show did they care they were just like no. who cares no one's gonna pay attention to this right. no one's gonna think about this question <laughs> it's just like okay but it became a global phenomenon and is now like famous mm. world over like i'm sorry you weren't prepared for this but right. now i have questions <laughs> We have questions. Yeah, no. There's a lot of questions I have, and I really feel like I don't know why there hasn't been more. Right. Like, it's been a long time, and I just Mm -hmm. feel like, you know, they just did all the eternal, like, manga uh, collection. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I want more Sailor Moon. Like, you know, I don't need it to, like, reboot or whatever. They've Mm -hmm. already, like, redid 
you know, the anime or whatever. I think that's a really, yeah. that's a better choice than like trying to continue the story. But mm-hmm. I think I would love for them to like fill in some things. Yeah, I think I do. Shorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy the idea of like us getting to choose a lot of this stuff and like what happens in the future, like how they get to Crystal Tokyo. Like, but I also want to know what they think. Cause like, just cause they come up with stuff doesn't mean that my can't, my head cannon goes away. Um, right. And so I sometimes just, I'm just curious, like, what do you think like 20 years later? Like, what is your take on how these things happen? Like, we'll talk about like how the show happened and like, you know, the mm-hmm. impact of Sailor Moon and all that stuff. But like, Naoko Teguchi, what do you, what are your thoughts on like, just what are your thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just want to like sit down <laughs> and be like, okay, so what did you, what were you thinking was happening when they get to, like, how does Crystal Tokyo happen? Okay, right. so like, what does that look like? Like my, my favorite era is Crystal Tokyo. It's just what partially why R is my favorite season. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, but what is that? What does it actually look like? Like, yeah. like the like, monarchy, like, how does it work? Mm-hmm. Like, what are their titles? Like fan fiction is always like trying to assign like the inners into like, you know, political positions or whatever, <laughs> right. which is cute and fun. And I love that. But I'm just like, okay, so, but what was your actual like vision? Like, did you mm-hmm. have one or did you just like... Man. Like eh, in the future, she's a queen. <laughs> I love that. Let's just keep going with it. Let's not explain anything else. She's just the queen of the world. Yes, right. the entire world. Yes. <laughs> like, does Usagi Sakino exist as a person? Like, do they all know that she was that person, or do they right. think just like Sailor Moon is now their queen? <laughs> like, what happened to her human parents? Where's her parents? Like, I, you know, why doesn't Chibiusa? Like, I guess there's like magic in like her forgetting everyone because they all look the same. There's no reason why mm. she should, she went to the past and was like, "Hey, Sailor Mars, how are you doing again?" <laughs> but like, yeah, and like, are the Sailor Senshi like people still? Mm. Like, the Sailor Mars is it only that she's Sailor Mars, or is she still Ray? Yeah, like, and like, how do you change your names? husband? How do you change your husband's name? Like, your wife's name? Like that? I'm ma'am like you just call him a different thing now you just call him endymion for the rest of his life like you called him mao chan for like <laughs> she's queen of the world she'll do whatever she wants <laughs> like in private like is that like their title but like in private they still revert to their old names like i'm gonna stop asking questions because we can go on for another hour with the questions that i have about sailor moon but no yeah those are my thoughts <laughs> I did a whole like post for CBR of like different reboots or not reboots mm-hmm. but like different spinoffs. Yeah, Sailor Moon could do could be so many, that, so many. Yeah, like just like what happens between the end of season five and the beginning of Crystal Tokyo alone. Literally, just what? How does Crystal Crystal Tokyo happen? Just mm-hmm. give me some more shorts, like you said earlier. Like we could do right. shorts in the Crystal Tokyo era. Like just like what what does their relationships look like? Like has it changed? Are the outers involved? Like yeah, they don't Molly appear. What's Molly up to? <laughs> Where's Molly and and in Umino? The, what was his Umino. name? What was his um, name? In the dog? Melvin. Melvin. I kept thinking it was something like Greg or something, but I'm like Molly and Melvin. No, Greg is um Ray's uh guy, the guy who joins. I forgot what his name is in the Japanese. No, it was Chad. Oh, Chad, you're right. It was oh Chad. Oh, no, Greg is, oh, my God. Greg, Greg was Ami's. The, um, yes, Ami's that's what guy. it was. Yes, yeah, Ami's guy. Who Re- turned into Re-chiro? the rainbow crystal monster. Yes, yeah. Richiro oh, or something man, like my that. brain. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Someone is Greg. I will say, though, whoever came up with those English dub names, they did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of them are okay, and some of yeah. them now questionable. I can't go back. 
So, like, mm-hmm. so she's always Serena in my head, but, like, she's also Usagi. Like, I've accepted, yeah. you know, the change and can do back and forth, kind of. Mm-hmm. And Darian is classic. Like, I can't. It's really hard for me to go to Mamaru sometimes. Yeah. Um, Serena and Darian just, like, rolls off the tongue really well for me. Um, mm-hmm. But, again, I was nine and obsessed. So, like, and, of course, exactly. it wasn't imprinted on me. Um, I think Ami, Amy is fine. Ray yeah. Ray was super easy. Lita and Mako. I just, <laughs> I'm curious different. as to where, like, what some, like, who decided, <laughs> how did they decide, like, what was that meeting like where they sat down and was like, this is how we're going to change these names. And mm-hmm. I just, Mina, Mina, go fine. And then they got to the outers and it was just like, all hell broke loose. <laughs> just like, like oh, okay, so her name is Hotaru. So we're going to keep her name. But Amara... <laughs> Where the heck did Amara come from? Yeah. I don't Where know. did that come from? I don't understand. Michiru and Michelle, fine. For a long time, I didn't know how you said Michiru because mm-hmm. I'd never heard it said before. So I was like, is it like Michelle? Like, is it the CH is like Michelle? But it's the right. heart. Okay, got it. Trista? What yeah, is a Trista? Really what is a Trista? I don't I know. I don't know what a Trista is. And so I, I, I obviously was very used to them and then some of them i can still rock with and some of them i'm just like what lita like if i see lita in a thick i have to close out now (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what it is i just have to close out now unless it's something that i'm reading for like pure nostalgia sake which i haven't really been able to do yet um Mm -hmm. and just like read something that's like really old fandom like because most of the day, most of the time these days, people use their Japanese names, which is like what right. I've gotten used to. And so, if I see the name of Serena, I'm like, unless this was written in 1998, like like 2001, I really feel like I can't read it because <laughs> I'm just yeah. so used to like I've like committed to the other direction because for so long I was just like, no, the English, the North American names. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I'm like committed to the other direction now. I'm trying to, you know. Yeah, no, I I try hard to commit to the um but sometimes that's just Darian original like names. Darian what are you doing like why are I you know, being yeah. like this <laughs> yeah so it's like when you get mad at him and you like you tell someone like by like Darian. their, their yes. other name exactly it's, it's like, like come on Darian right Ugh, it's like, what why? do you like him he's Mamoru what do you like, mean you you're going like... to Harvard Darian you don't need to go to Harvard right. come on bro what are you doing it's a terrible decision you want to leave your never do you this. leave your girlfriend in in Japan she's 16 and like a savior of the world like literally girl boy darian why yeah yeah but uh yeah i did i liked all the names except for amara and trista those yeah are just like, those are weird i don't i don't get it lita still i think is fine yeah but i think it's nostalgia mostly. for sure for sure yeah yeah but uh trista makes no sense like pluto <laughs> like, who what? just looked at pluto and is like huh she's, she's a trista. lonely she's sad <laughs> Trista. (laughs) It's like, let's be a little bit on the nose. Like, two on the nose. But those two over there, they're totally cousins. That's that's how you hold hands with your cousin, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly, they were not in their right mind. It's like, you can't make the episode too much shorter. So there are certain times where I'm just like, so how short were they tempted to make this episode? (laughs) And they were like, we can't cut this or else it'll be ten minutes long. (laughs) It'll be 10 minutes long if we cut them like having hand sex. So let's just make it that they're cousins holding hands. Right. Weirdly. Yeah. Erotically. Because that's better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we can clearly go on about that for a really long time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, though, what advice would you have for anybody who wanted to become a 
writer. Um, do a lot, I guess, a podcaster <laughs> or a, I mean, uh, just writing, creator I think in general. Is, yeah, I think writing is sort of the main center one. And uh-huh. I guess it's sort of just like, you gotta do it, which is like the thing everyone says, but like, you have to get something on the page. Like, you can't edit nothing. Which, mm-hmm. which again like these are all like cliche things but it's sort yeah. of it's sort of like a thing that i'm i've recently gotten into trying to tell people who want to create things is that like it has to be edited like it's not going mm-hmm. to come out first like perfect the first time like obviously but it has to be edited by something else like nothing that anyone has written like very few things that anyone has written that has been published in a book in a in a magazine in a newspaper in the liner notes of a cd like very few things are printed without someone else editing it like it you know edit writing is such a solitary process often but it's it's not it's very collaborative like when i was super into like being a tv writer it was just sort of like what do you mean you want me to write this spec script by myself the whole job of being a tv writer is writing in the room with other people like what do you you want me to do here um but uh even like writing a book it's like you have edit you have multiple editors they do you know general edits and line edits and all and copy edits and all these things and so i think part of it is just like getting it down on paper but you can't be you have to, at some point you have to give it up to someone else to read it like it it doesn't have to be you know a scary editor at you know a website or a magazine or whatever because that can be terrifying for sure but like a friend, someone you trust, someone who will look at it and, I mean, yes, say all the good things that are <laughs> that exist about it, but, like, give you constructive criticism because it has to, like, if you want anyone else to read it, you should trust someone to read it to edit it. Um, and I think that part of the process is often not really talked about, like, that just, like, getting to the editing process, like... It's sort of like, yeah, you write it and then you you fix it, you revise it, and then it goes out in the world. And that's not actually the case. And so getting comfortable with someone else reading your your stuff is, is I think, an underrated part. Not underrated, but like under-discussed part of like the process. Because it's, I don't mean like getting anyone else to read your stuff is very big and that's the scary part. And like people are just like, just publish it, like put it on the internet. Sure, but... You have to be comfortable with someone like looking at it to help you fix it. Like they're not, they're not trying to bring bring you down. Like the general public might, and that's a, definitely a fear. But uh, I don't want people to be afraid of the editing process because it hurts. It is painful. It sucks. You will avoid that Google Drive notification that's like someone has edited your work and you're like, no, but that's a a scary email. It's very scary, but it's, I think, often better than you Mm -hmm. having published that, which you should do. But it's better than like a thousand people being like, this really sucks because the person that you trust, whether a professional editor or a friend is going to want to make it better. You don't have to listen right. to everything they say because sometimes they don't know what they talk about. But <laughs> but they don't have your vision. They don't have your vision and that's fine, mm-hmm. but it's still like the the baby step to getting it to the rest of the world is to get someone you trust or who you think will make it better 
to make it that you know to like look at it like you have to get comfortable with that part because for a long time I didn't really know about that part of the process like obviously you're in school as a teacher but like you know I was writing on the internet for free a lot and that means people aren't really editing what you put on the internet so Mm -hmm. you know you get to a point where you're sort of self-critical and like learning how to edit yourself um and I've always kind of considered myself pretty decent at that um I don't like baby myself I'm like this sucks rewrite this (laughs) like I would yell at myself in my notes or whatever but um you know part of you know publishing anything if you want to be an author if you want to be a screenwriter if you want to be a journalist like any kind of writing there is that middle step of like getting it to an editor and learning to be uh, okay with that process is uh something that you have to try to get yourself used to yeah that makes a lot of sense and Mm -hmm. I say this a lot, but like cliche advice is cliche for a reason. Yeah. I think I even said that on the Black Girls Create yeah. because uh, it's so it's true. true. And even as like I'm trying to write right now, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is so bad. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> this is horrible. What am you're I gonna, doing? But you're and gonna then, like, think that every time. You think mm-hmm. that every time, and then you every read something later. Time. You're like, wow, it wasn't that bad. Partially because you rewrote it and like you edited it yourself, but also. Mm-hmm usually obviously that's not always the case i've read things that i've written on the internet i was like oh wow i edited that it's still pretty good but you know someone else had to look at it in order to like make it even better like this thing that this good thing that you remember so right or sometimes um, you have to like you know write it and then look back at it exactly exactly and like once you get that distance you can be that editor but Mm -hmm. um Sometimes it does have to be another person, guys. At least yeah. one. At least one. Definitely. <laughs> it's Definitely. really helpful. It's really helpful to get that perspective of like what at least one other person thinks this thing looks like or is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you can, you know, go accordingly into the world. If they think it sucks and you don't, but like you now you know that at least one person is kind of like not feeling it. So if you put it out into the world, that might be the the reaction. It prepares you, you know, for mm-hmm. for all sorts of situations yeah and also it's like literally just like a thing that i was not used to i was just like wow they rewrote this whole thing it means i suck Mm. that's that's not what it means yeah it's not a fun feeling. you know like it's not a fun feeling but it's also not what it means like literally Mm. the first thing i wrote for the daily news i swear like by the time they printed it the word that the only word i wrote was the word bees <laughs> it was like some article about bees or whatever. I don't remember yeah. exactly what the article was, but I wrote it and I sent it off and I was just like, yikes. And then I looked at it when it like made its way online and they put it in the paper and I was just like, I wrote the word bees. Mm-hmm. Like that none of those sentences were what I wrote. Yeah. And I was just like, that makes me feel terrible. But I needed that to sort of like understand like what they wanted and you know, mm-hmm. the editing process does suck. Yeah. No, <laughs> but, mean, like you said, it doesn't mean it was bad. It just but it doesn't mean it was bad. Wanted. Yeah, exactly. You have to like yeah. learn how to like write towards the person the place that you're at. And so I mm-hmm. that was a lesson that I had to learn because I hadn't learned it before, which is why I like to tell people about it. Yeah. <laughs> and similar experience because the fir- my first internship was at a magazine. Mm-hmm. And before that, the only thing I got was like I learned was newspaper style writing mm-hmm, from like, mm-hmm. you know, school. Yeah. It's kind of like the journalism they teach you. So I was just suddenly have to write like this, like flowery language. It's <laughs> like very different. And mm-hmm. I like, I don't know, whatever I turned, it was not <laughs> what they printed. <laughs> Same thing. I don't even know if like, maybe the only the word like the is the one that I wrote. Like, I don't like, it was so different. It's like, it was a still, different place like, than the way really I put it. it yeah. As mm-hmm. a clip. Yeah. Because I was just like, I did not write I this, didn't actually but my write name this. is there. 
I yeah. can't claim but this. the more but again like we both have that experience where it's like early in our career it's like okay mm-hmm. and I didn't definitely didn't write this but now where I am in my career it's like I wrote some of that right yeah <laughs> and they still like words. yeah that did some of those words they still they still employ me they still give me money so that yeah. must have did something right you know <laughs> right otherwise Actually, they just did it themselves in the teen vogue piece i published earlier they didn't change much and i was just like are you that is sure? the best feeling it is the best feeling you're like you're you're was, keeping all of it i was skeptical like you like, didn't rearrange it at all like I'm like are you sure did you did you read it yeah <laughs> you're just right. publishing it right like you, you didn't want to read, read it, it again you didn't read it <laughs> it's fine <laughs> like there let's comments, go over it I, yeah i like addressed comments and like you mm-hmm. know and there might have been some like minor, there were some minor edits, but like most sure. of it was kept. And I was just like, I was like, you, you sure you don't want to? That 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 one sentence was kind of eh, though, right? Like, you sure? Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, but that is a good feeling. Um, but okay, we were talking a lot, so I know I was just like, wow, this is gonna be really long. Sorry. No, it's completely fine. It's fun. Um, but uh. Second to last question is for you to create your Sailor Moon says phrase. You know, at the mm-hmm. end of every episode, Asagi had her mm-hmm. Sailor Moon says. So what would yours mm-hmm. be? So Sailor Constance says. <laughs> Sailor Connie says. Sailor Constar. Sailor uh, Constar, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's funny because the only this is the only thing that comes to mind. Uh, so it's not my permanent. It's probably not my permanent one, but it is the one that comes to mind. Is that on social media sometimes? And I'm not bad. I'm not good at like consistently tagging it, but I'll do like <laughs> Constance Vigilance says because <laughs> um, again, like the Harry Potter oh. Harry Potter meets Sailor Moon, my two biggest obsessions in life, uh, coming yeah. into one thing. Um, but I get. <laughs> because i'm a journalist now it's just like i get mad about media literacy and bad media literacy skills on the internet and Mm. constant vigilance from harry potter is like you know stay woke stay alert for like the things you need to do and then my name works blah blah blah. and then sailor moon says so if i'm like tweeting about (laughs) media literacy i'll just be like constance vigilance says at the end i'm not consistent with it but it's recently my thing because i'm the big dork um But I guess it's something like Sailor Moon says to like check your sources and please stop. Like there are websites that you know are sketchy. Don't use them. Please mm-hmm. check the sources that you're sharing. Uh, entertainment news, political news. If we can't do it for entertainment, we, we're definitely going to struggle at it for more serious topics. And so I like to use entertainment as like, please check your sources. Like make sure that you're sharing it from the right place. Double check your uh, where you're sharing this information from because things will go viral and then it's not true. And then everyone's like, I don't understand. I thought that this was X, Y, and Z. It's like, yeah, because you shared an article, like 75 people shared an article that they had no business sharing because no one checked to see that it was incorrect or not founded like source-wise. So uh, something like <laughs> check your sources. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Constance Vigilant says, check your sources, please. Practice good media literacy. Yes. I am all for that. I also feel the same way, so <laughs> yes. And I'll just say it, don't reshare we got this covered. I hate that website. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> just I hate them. They're my they're my negaverse. <laughs> <laughs> just like why? Like y'all, y'all come on. Please yeah. stop sharing from this one website because they stick things, they throw things at a wall and sometimes it sticks, but mm-hmm. it's not some inside source. It's just like everyone kind of thought that that was going to happen. 
just bothers me because it's like, oh, they're doing a proud family reunion for like three years. They were tweeting about that, and now it's like a thing, and mm-hmm. they're gonna get credit because it's like we reported it first. No, just like yeah. people said that there was gonna be a, like this is not Friday. new information. You know, like mm-hmm. you just threw that at the wall and got lucky. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, everything's getting rebooted now. Exactly. Like it wasn't a hard. It wasn't a yeah. hard get. <laughs> right. Yeah, they've been pushing that like last Friday movie for like the last. <laughs> and I'm like, it's and like it might happen someday, but not yeah. not because you reported it. It's just like right. this has just been what people have been saying for years. It's been it was just bound to happen, right? <laughs> and well, thank you, thank you for having me uh, and letting me talk a very long time about Santa Moon and Doctor Who. <laughs> Absolutely, it was awesome. Um, and what's next for you and where can people find you? Where do you um, want people to find you? Yeah, I am working on a Black Girls Create anthology with the theme of magic and community. So we want Black people's like fantasy short stories. Um, and if you know, you can write a poem if you want. Um, if you have other ideas, you can hit us up and we'll consider it. Um, but uh, we want to, you know, highlight diverse voices and and just like read some really fun black magical stories like that's really what it is um so you can find that at bgcanthology.com uh you can find black girls create stuff at blackgirlscreate.org and you can find me most places but especially twitter at constar24 awesome and thank you again for coming on the show thank you for having me i've been so excited i was just like oh i want to be on that podcast one day now's the time <laughs> now's the time I'm and then so i'm just gonna scam to my way back it's fine i'm just gonna scam my way back onto oh, yeah, your podcast. No, okay great we, we left a lot <laughs> on the floor like, we, we did want... yeah we still like next time we'll have to match companions with sailor senshi yes mm-hmm. and uh you know i'm sure there'll be a new uh obsession at some point absolutely and uh yeah, and we, I don't know, yeah, I'm sure there'll be something else. Oh, we have much more to talk about. Much more to talk about, yeah, we didn't get to the movies, the other movies. We so. did it! We were going to talk about that. We'll get cool. to it. Mm-hmm. Next time. Next time on <laughs> Santa Moon Fan Club Podcast. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I was like, let's transition to the end, yeah! Right, yeah. I got you! Thank you. Um, and once again, I'm Victoria L. Johnson, and you can find me at Miss Old School. That's Old School with a K. And you can find the podcast at Mooney's Club on Twitter and Mooney's underscore Club on Instagram. And we also have merch now. Get the merch. I the haven't merch. gotten mine yet because uh, I shipped it to where I'm going to visit my family. So ah. I just like shipped it straight there because I was like, obviously, I'm going to wear it. But I'm very excited for my crop hey. hoodie. The crop. I'm just very excited for this crop hoodie. Oh my god, I'm excited for you. Thank you so much for ordering. Yeah, Yeah, it's really good merch. Thank you. Yes, it's mooniesclub.com. So if you guys want to get merch, you can go there. And yeah, and post post your pictures and tag us at Mooney's Club. And that's it. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys.